three, two, one, zero. What it do, star children of the internet? It is May 12th. Elevated Takes coming back at you live today. If you are listening on the podcast, please leave a review and let us know what you're thinking out there. Please, if you're listening on the YouTube, holy shit, leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe to the page. Love to have you. RJ, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon? I am doing great, and I'm so glad to see you, Chipper. I really thought that loss in the playoffs, you know, the championship game would have just tanked you. But, you know, I guess fantasy basketball is not everything to you. Your heart wasn't completely in it, completely in it, I guess. So, you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we can do this and you're emotionally okay. You know, it's it's funny that the person who finished third is telling the person who's finished second that their heart wasn't completely in it. But, hey, man, you know, it's my first it was my first uh, first time playing fantasy basketball. So I, I'll take a second place finish. You know, if my guys didn't decide to completely forget how to use their hands and fingers then I think I would have been fine, but it's okay. You know, hey, everybody forgets how to use their digits sometimes. And uh, my Every guys did then. last week. So shout out to Run TMCs. You ran away with it. Uh, congratulations, it. man. You got the trophy all year wrong. All I can tell you, RJ, is I'm really happy that I kept him off 100 wins. He ended up with 99 cats for the season. I I, I think that's a win for me. Next year, I'm going to take home gold. I'm going to take home gold. Let me tell you. There you go. All right. Well, are you ready to start off with some hot shit? Yeah, dude. What do you what do you got uh, for us today? What's what's burning on RJ's hot plate? So what's going on? This is in the news, too, but it's kind of also my personal life. The Byron Nelson is in McKinney, Texas, which is where hey, I uh, reside. Yeah, dude. And right down the street. It's uh, it's popping off. And some things that I think will be interesting about it is going to be the fact that we have had so much rain down here the past two days. We actually had to reschedule when, when we recorded this because oh, yeah. you could hear the rain through my microphone. So Couldn't it's going to be a really wet course. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch and it i think it's interesting because i try to get tickets right but you would think because of covid you'd be easily you could get tickets to an event like that no completely sold out there's (laughs) only four tickets on the aftermarket and they are all over nine hundred dollars yeah so uh i will not be attending yeah and and unfortunately your boys aren't big enough to get a press pass yet you know what the fuck's up with that you you think our 17 (laughs) subscribers on youtube would be a streamline to the press pass but apparently that's just not how it goes well well, i mean by by the time this episode comes out we'll probably be closer to 30 but yeah uh, oh yeah for sure you know it's great for the economy down here and uh it's it's cool seeing the traffic and stuff like that seeing the people like the restaurants are just popping right now but that's my uh that's my first one. My second one is the Jaguars. They signed Tim Tebow to a one year deal. Some people it's are like, oh, gross. why are you gonna Okay, some people are like shady over here. Like, oh that's gross. Why? It's only a one year deal just basically get him to training camp. They have no tight ends. He has a connection with Urban Meyer. Why not? It it's they're not locked into it at all. I think it's interesting. The guy has been staying in shape. He was in the minors, which I'm not saying the minors is the best place in the world, but it's more physically active than other places. He, I mean, he's, he has he was one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, and that's obviously a different debate. Maybe an elevated take later on down the road. But, you know, when he came out of the draft, people were saying if he switched to tight end, he could further his career. They said tight end or middle linebacker. Now he's trying tight end. If he gets, he'll probably get cut in during training camp. But I, I'm not going to hate on the guy. Yeah, uh, all I'll say on that is that you will definitely be hearing about that later in the podcast. <laughs> I, oh. I think it's we will definitely be talking about that later <laughs> on this podcast. Okay. I can guarantee well, you that. Interesting. Well, yeah. shady. What is your hot shit then? Um, so my hot shit is actually you know sports related and not like wannabe football player related. Uh, Jalen okay. Brown, small forward shooting guard for the Boston Celtics is out for the rest of the season with a wrist injury, basically absolutely shattering any hopes that the Celtics had yeah, on no making chance. a Cinderella run to the championship. I mean, the Celtics have obviously been a perennial uh, competitor really since Brad Stevens took the helm, you know, and those those youngins actually started learning how to play basketball and Tatum and Jalen Brown. 
and it's it, it it sucks. Like I I'm not necessarily a Celtics fan, but I, I I just love it when good basketball teams compete in this era of super teams. And the fact that the Celtics have been able to breed a team without like having to recruit a bunch of people. In fact, they do better off when they don't. Like when they brought Kyrie and he kind of shat the bed for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it does bum me out to see a team like that that's so young and so easily uh could could really make a splash in the playoffs and usually does uh kind of have their hopes dashed this early on just because he's kind of out for the rest of the season so that really sucks but other than that um hopefully that just gives some of the other people on that team an opportunity to rise and i want to see tatum drop 50 a night that's that's where i'm at with him getting hurt yeah i mean kemba kemba was hurt all year and that kind of hurt him and when he came back their team just i believe brown actually was injured during that time period when he came back so it was always been a mixture of who's playing which night, never having their all their guys out on the field, uh, out on the court. And then you also have to add the fact that they got Evan Fournier in a deal, trying to boost their roster to put them over the next level, get them a sharp shooter. Well, he ended up not being that sharp, and then he got COVID, and they yep. basically traded away for nothing. And now their team's done. It, it's kind of sad to see, but I mean, I don't, know, I don't know where their standings are. They're probably out of the playoffs by now. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say that I ever feel bad for Danny Ainge just because he is usually so money as a GM, but this year has not played out the way that he wanted that. Uh, that Terry Ro- that Terry Rozier trade for Kemba, literally a nightmare scenario for them. I Yeah, I know Kemba was hurt all year, but that does not change the fact that Kemba's just kind of been garbage city USA. Like Kemba just kind of, he has not been the Kemba, the Kemba that we've seen in Charlotte, and he sure as shit has not been anything close to the value that Kyrie Irving brought even when they were losing with Diva Kyrie on the squad in the locker room. So is what it is. I don't think he, I I hope Fournier starts playing better for his own career. I mean, his field goal percentages literally took a nosedive as soon as he got to the green and white. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But anyway, Jalen Brown out for the rest of the season with the wrist injury. Moving on. And the much spicier hot shit that I have for everybody today. Medina Spirit, winner of the Kentucky Derby two weekends ago. I saw that failed his initial drug testing for betamethasone, uh, which is obviously a performance-enhancing drug that apparently horses take, because that's a thing. And if he <laughs> fails again, so they're, they're going to appeal it. He has to take the original drug, the blood sample, uh, take another drug test. If he fails it again, then the purse and the race itself will go to the runner-up, uh, which was a horse by the name of Mandaloon. So Mandaloon might be the Kentucky Derby winner and also the jockey who ran uh, Medina Spirit will end up losing uh, what he, he he was a record. It was basically a record for the most Kentucky Derbies. Um, and that will go away if this fails again. Like I said, they're they're appealing it. We'll see how it all shakes out. Um, but what, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about the uh, no, winner of the, the mid julep race going like... going rogue? why are we juicing these horses man these are always like the best horses in the world do they need to be juiced like it's just ridiculous uh i thought the race was interesting the favorite did not win so you always gotta like that uh you know i i really hope it's not i hope it comes back as a negative because it's just not good for the horse racing scene and I like no, horse racing. I think it's fun. I, I think putting a couple dollars on each horse or, you know, however you want to do it, it's a lot of fun. And if you've ever been to a horse racing track, it's like you can feel it. it. It's a great environment. It's not great for the sport. I hope everything I'm hoping for the best outcome. Yeah, it's a great environment if you're super rich. But other than that, uh, like <laughs> I, I just think I, I like you. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head for me where it's like, why are we juicing these horses? Like in what world do you think you're going to get away with dosing your horse um, yeah. with performance enhancers? So like, honestly, dude, this kind of this kind of smells a little bit like Epstein didn't kill himself to me, bro. I'm, I'm feeling like somebody juiced this horse like post-race or, or they probably yeah. take those tests pre-race <laughs> i don't know how the fucking Kentucky derby works but I, I think there's some collusion going on here bro so that this guy doesn't doesn't take the record of that that uh jockey doesn't take the record um of of kentucky derby wins you but who knows know. hey man that is com- that is allegedly that is completely a shady take right there so who, i i cannot say i have any proof behind that but it just it just smells a little fishy to me and the the worst part about that news for show is all the people who bet on Mandaloon to win that race, mm-hmm. those bets are gone, it. baby. Like, those oh. those books are closed. Everyone who bet on Medina Spirit, even if he comes back, like, millions and millions of dollars 
all gone. Even if the race you bet on won, that sucks, and that's why I'm not a gambler. I'll tell you that. Such a bad beat. It really is a bad beat. The baddest beat. But uh, RJ, now that we're done talking about the Derby, Jalen Brown, and a tight end who isn't even a fucking tight end, you got some okay. uh, you got some elevated takes for us? You ready to bring us to the clouds, bro? I do have an elevated take. I'm ready whenever you are. All right, bro. Well, I am ready to be elevated right now. Go. Baseball is the most entertaining it has ever been right now. If you love great pitching, yeah. this is the MLB you want to watch. If you love great hitting, hell yeah, this is the MLB you want to watch, okay? Uh, we've had four no-hitters already this year. Five if you count Madison Bumgarners, but we're not counting Madison Bumgarners because it was in a doubleheader. Well, GRJ, doubleheader, that's just two games in right. No, because baseball changed it. The MLB changes, so doubleheaders are only seven innings making the experience more watchable. Sitting down for almost six hours watching baseball, that's rough. Like, they weren't getting a huge market on that. Making it seven innings changes the game plan, changes the pitching. Madison Bumgarner going for seven, that's a great feat. It's not counted. So, you already have four no-hitters. That's a great pace. <clears throat> now, that was the pitching. Let's talk about the hitting. In 2010, there was 4,613 total home runs. We're going to go 10 years later in 2020. Now, this was a COVID season. We had 6,776. That is over 2,000 more home runs in a 10-year span. Okay, these balls are flying, flying out of the park. And last year, people were saying, oh, these balls got to be juiced. Oh, this, they're juicing the balls. The balls are just lighter. The pitchers, they're letting it go. Well, guess what? We're having the same rate this year of home runs very similar we're on the same pace to hit that number and we're also having great pitching like i stated earlier so it's really fun to watch uh and people are like well you know they're juicing the balls and people are stealing signs you know who wants to watch baseball like that uh me people stealing signs has been the most entertaining thing you have ever seen i challenge you to watch a houston astro games and count how many times each player is booed because you will lose count. It is amazing watching all these crowds and all even MLB players. They hate the Astros. They absolutely hate what they did. Disrespect of the game. But it creates drama. And guess what? We love drama. We are all about drama. So that is why I love this sign stealing. So now, what, what, what else can you like? So if you like the Astros solely to hate them, you can like the Padres, because they are the ultimate swagger team. All they do, their whole lineup, is basically full of dudes who just hit dingers. They just knock out of the park. They're the team that throws the bat. They're the team that gives the stare down. They got the swagger. They got the moxie. Whatever you want to say. They're fun to watch, and they're a nice team to root for. So, like, unlike other leagues, though, every team right now, unless you're the Tigers who are absolute hot dog water, you have a chance to win the title. The two main teams each and every year, the Yankees, they're bad. They're really not in contention. And <clears throat> the LA Dodgers have lost five straight series. So, more than likely your team has a chance to make a playoff run. Especially if your team is the Cardinals, who currently hold the second best record in all of baseball. That is my what time. I concede the rest. Shady, what do you got for me? Hey man, I like it. Really clear, concise. You beat you beat twenty seconds on the time. Dude didn't even need three minutes to make a point. So the last thing that you said was one thousand percent accurate in that the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> will definitely win the World Series this year. I'm I not, didn't say know, that. Oh, I, didn't say I mean that. we all heard it. So let's let's look look back on the camera and we will see that RJ definitely said that the St. Louis Cardinals are going to win this year. And I'm I'm down with it, man. I'm down with it. Um, yeah, I there's a I don't know so. Ratings this year are definitely up. I think as of like April 20th this year, they were up 22% from last year and up like 35% um, from 2019, which is fantastic because the yeah. numbers have like the World Series numbers over the past few years have been like horrible. Like I think 2020 World Series had like 10 million viewers. The 2019 had 
14 million viewers and 2018 had just over 14 million viewers. So it's been slowly declining over time. Now, whether you want to attest that to the fact that like the pandemic hit and then people were just so excited now that we can actually go watch baseball again, that might be a whole nother conversation. Um, but I will tell you that like when we were saying like, oh, these baseballs are juiced, like the MLB did change the baseballs this year. So like like it's clear that the the baseballs have been changed by the MLB um this year and it's it's assisting the pitchers which like you said the stats that you just read off like it's clear that that's a thing um but I like I, we talked about it on the last podcast dude I'm I'm all here for it man I am all here for pitching matches because I think that's the fun part of the game like I I want to like you said and sign stealing as mm-hmm. far as so don't get me wrong, fuck the Astros. Like I have no Correct. desire to to watch the Astros because they did it sneaky. They were like, we're going to watch the tape. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have our own signals. And then we're going to cheat like that's really what it is, is we're fucking cheating. It's no different than Bill Belichick back in the 2000s watching defensive tape and signals and doing that stuff. So if you want to run that dynasty through the mud, you definitely got to shit on the Astros. And let's just this isn't even part of your take, but I do want to bring this up because you just brought up the cheating ass Astros. Uh, Didn't didn't they just like like send a letter to the commissioner's office that's like hey everyone's being mean to us us. (laughs) everyone's being me stop jeering us it's like how about you don't fucking what do you think that's gonna do um what do you think but other than that right yeah they're gonna send out a a memo like you think they're gonna punish fans how are they gonna punish fans raising ticket prices like come the fuck angry people are just gonna yell at them more it's Mm -hmm. great it's great to watch that's what i'm saying the season, wow. this season is the most entertaining. Whether you love pitching, love whether you love hitting, or whether you love drama, this is the season for you. If you want to get into baseball, try now because I don't know. I can't think of a season that had so much, go- so much going on. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, I don't know. I just the biggest problem with baseball to me is just the ownership. Like the owners of these baseball teams don't That's really. Fair. I don't think. I, I, just, I just don't think that they connect with like, for example, the the trailblazer in that regard is the NBA, right? The NBA, the owners of the, the teams are very involved. They're very progressive. They let the players speak up. They, they make it about the players where in baseball, the players make it about the players and the fans make it about the players. But the teams don't at all. Like it, it's it's crazy to me the way that a lot of these teams operate from a promotional perspective um, and what they prioritize organizationally. Uh, for example, I think uh, I think that the Angels doing what they did to Pujols, who of course is a is a Cardinals great, so I'm always gonna love Pujols. But the way that they did him dirty, like mm-hmm. I think it was last week, really when they they cut his ass, yep. um, and with just the, just the disrespect, man, the Rodney Dangerfield disrespect, you, I just can't have it, bro. Albert Pujols, like like square bodied Pujols, like stand up in the box and knock it out of the park anytime you give him anything in the box Pujols, you're going to do him dirty like that? I don't care how old he is, so the disrespect from the owners gets to me. People like the, the Astros get to me, but if a guy is standing at the plate and he's like like side-eyeing the, the catcher to see what the signal's going to be, I love that shit. I think that's fun. Like, <laughs> I think I think that's... And then I want to see the pitcher get pissed and, and throw him off the plate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that shit's dope. But like organizationally constructed cheating, fuck that music. But like individual guys, I I I actually like it. I think it's it adds a lot of character to the game. It is part of the game. Now that the organizational cheating, that's not part of the game. That is cheating, and that's why the Astros are hated and hooped upon as much as anyone can. They're just like I said, watch a game. People are banging trash cans, which not gonna get into that. But yeah, that was my yeah. levity take. You got anything else? Nah, man. I, I I think it's a good one, and I completely agree with you. The Cardinals are definitely going to win the World Series. One hundred. I said they are making the playoffs and they're leading, but okay, sure. If that's what your ears heard. Fine. All right. Uh, are you ready for your elevated take? I am ready for my elevated take, and I think you know it's coming. Well, I mean, we had a little bit of a spotlight on it, but all right, your time. It starts now. Fuck Urban Meyer. Fuck the Jaguars and fuck Tim Tebow, okay? I am so sick of this shit. How many hundreds 
of tight ends who have worked their entire life to be a tight end of the league are just getting shit on because even a guy like this is given an opportunity like this. Like, come on. When was the last time he did a passing drill in a professional setting? When was the last time any t- anybody actually took his 40, anytime a scout legitimately saw him take a 40? He was literally playing baseball and couldn't even excel at that. Like, when Michael did it, he played for the same guy who was the owner of the Bulls, and he, like, let him walk onto the team. Yeah, that was a, that was a Cinderella thing, and he was the greatest basketball player of all time up to that point. And so you're just going to allow some guy who, yes, he was an all-star at Florida, played under Urban Meyer, play, played under Urban Meyer, and I'll give you, he's the, he's the second best college quarterback I've ever seen with my eyes. I'm a Vince Young guy, and I'll be a Vince Young guy until the day that I die. Okay? Not, he had the greatest college career of any quarterback ever, but the season that Vince Young took down the USC dynasty and Pete Carroll and Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush and Lendale White and that defense was the greatest single uh, athletic quarterback I've ever seen in the league. So Tim Tebow's number two. That double pump, yeah, he it was sweet, okay? The dude loves God. Hey, man, God clearly looked out for you. You won you won a championship and, and won the Heisman as a sophomore, I believe. And so, like, I, I understand the, like, the the drive to want to put him in this. And this isn't even that elevated of a take. I feel like basically anyone who knows anything about football right now is pretty pissed off about it. Just because you see them make or break it. Like you were even talking about it in one of your elevated takes not too long ago about how these kids like lives are on the fucking line during the draft and just getting an opportunity to talk to these teams after working day in and day out and blood sweat tears everything that they can do because they've trained every single day since they were six years old to be a tight end and you're gonna go out there and just give this soup like this this beautiful dimpled man like this chance just because he was a great quarterback back in the day who even knows if he has fucking hands have you ever seen tim tebow catch a pass i haven't i'm sure urban meyer has in practice or whatever but that's not enough for me i don't know the jacksonville gm i didn't research it because i'm so furious about this that i was just gonna i just went read as soon as i saw the story and i knew it was going to be my elevated take i didn't even want to do research i didn't even want to find out any additional information on this because i knew what i felt and i feel like this is horseshit hundreds and hundreds of kids should have gotten this opportunity to run routes and catch passes for that new quarterback that they just drafted from clemson who has to show the world what he's made of why are we giving tim tebow 14 fucking chances to be a professional athlete when he's proven time and time and time and time again that he can't be get his ass out of the league forever okay see like when you give a take like that i don't know where to take it like do i put more fuel onto the fire or do i try to go back at you because you made some good points and does tim tebow deserve this shot i don't know but i'm not going to argue the fact like he is a premier athlete he stayed in shape. The whole hands thing, the whole tight end thing, cool. I'm I'm with you on he might not be it, but him getting a shot is whatever. Now, there is plenty. You are 100% correct. There's plenty of other people who deserve this shot. He had his shot, and it came and passed. So let me put some more fuel on the fire because I think, I think that'd be fun. Hell yeah. Do you know where, do you know where uh, Tim Tebow lives? Probably in Florida, I reckon. Yeah. Do you know who was who lives like three houses down from him is it fucking urban meyer it is urban meyer it's bullshit it is god this is just nepotism bro (laughs) that's all this shit is is fucking nepotism you know it very well it very well could be i i think it's a fun story because like how many times will uh tebow come back from the dead but he's back and he's he has a pretty successful career on the sec sec network network doing college football on saturdays so like he doesn't need to do this it tells me he has a passion but i i i want to figure out who uh i'm sure we could look it up where hard knocks is going because it would be awesome to go there and see all this going on like that would make hard knocks watchable what you want to yes. you want to watch the hard knock sermons that Tim Tebow's putting on for that team? All right, everybody, everybody, get down. We're gonna we're gonna pray to the Lord that we're not gonna go zero and sixteen this year with a rookie ass quarterback and a tight end who's never played fucking tight end before. Like, okay, I, I, I I'm clearly very passionate about this, and really, what it's rooted in the fact that how is it that Tim Tebow can get a fucking quarterbacking position and get a 
a broadcasting position, get a baseball position, and then back in the fucking NFL, and Colin Kaepernick takes a fucking knee, and just because he is Colin Kaepernick, he doesn't get any more athletic opportunities. You want to talk about him still being a hyper-athlete? Tim Tebow was getting a little swole in those suits on the SEC Network, bro. I watched workouts of Colin Kaepernick constantly. You're telling me he's not a top-notch athlete? You're telling me he couldn't catch passes? Shit, he's longer than Tim Tebow is and a little bit faster. So I just, it blows my, that's really what it comes down to for me is why is Colin Kaepernick still sitting at home twiddling his thumbs because he took a social justice stance that five years down the line literally ended in fucking riots and the entire nation exploding and Tim Tebow gets 10 fucking tries to do something that he's already gotten the opportunity to do and failed. And everyone with an eye for the game took a look at and said, no, he's not good enough. And then Colin Kaepernick, there was hundreds of people who thought, no, he's still definitely fucking good enough, and he's still sitting on his couch. That That's what drives me insane more than anything, man. Colin Kaepernick did have a couple workouts where teams signed him. Now, we're, I'm not here to debate Colin Kaepernick. That's a whole different elevated take. What I will say is it's no coincidence that the only team giving Tim Tebow a chance is his old coach right. slash, like, father figure. Like, I know he has his own yeah. dad, but, like... It seems like a father-son relationship. They damn I know near he has live, his own dad. Yeah, well, I mean, like, for real. I know what you like, mean. I know what you mean. I, yeah, know what you mean. I mean, they live doors down from each other, so I think this is more of a nepotism problem than a social justice issue problem or a Kaepernick problem. Kaepernick can try out with all these other teams, and I don't know what Kaepernick I don't stay up to date. I don't follow his Twitter or anything like that, so maybe he is trying out with other teams. I don't know. But there is no coincidence that it's only the Jaguars, who are interested in Tim Tebow. That's it. No other team has even considered it. I just don't think it's okay, though. Like, And I, I wasn't trying to make it about social justice. I'm trying to make it about the, the fact that he's getting an opportunity at all. And not only that, but he's getting an opportunity with a rookie head coach like and the league is like cool with that. Like they're not they're not like turning an eye to it and say, hey, there's literally 400 other tight end recruits like Urban. This is your first year in the fucking big leagues. You don't want to do so or anybody else in the Jaguar room. Like, yeah, no, he's not even like it just. OK, I'm I'm going to cool off because it's clear that I'm very passionate about this and I don't understand why. Again, Tim Tebow's getting the opportunity when there's a million kids. There's guys like Kaepernick. There's other tight ends. The guy from Kansas City. Who, who just had his entire salary converted to Bitcoin, just got cut by Kansas City. Give him a fucking yeah. call. Give that guy well, a mean, call. Is Collar Kaepernick, is he trying out at other positions? I, I haven't heard that. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure he would, okay. though. I'm sure he would. I don't know. But either way, it doesn't matter. Why don't we move on? Let's move on okay. to something that... Uh, Whew. This is something that we kind of foreshadowed here a couple weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, and we yes, want to get is. on a topic that's a little less heated. So, RJ, <laughs> are you ready for the point guard dream draft? Yes, I am. I know we uh, teased it a couple episodes ago. Well, here it is. You know, Will Russell Westbrook. That was the whole thing we talked about because a coach, Russell Westbrook's coach, who was with him through the Thunder days and now with him in the Washington Wizard days, uh, said he was a top five. I believe he said top no, he five. The, he would go down as the second best point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. Okay, so what we're doing Wild. is a dream draft. We're each picking five point guards basically off their stats of this season, of you know how they played, how they moved to their team. So it might not just be like, okay, this guy just has the best stats. It could also be like, hey, his team chemistry might not have shown up on the stat sheet, but he was a guy who was very valuable to that team. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir. And it's all point guards. So we're going to take five picks, one through five. Every single pick is going to be a point guard. And we are going to go so that there is no confusion on who a point guard is and who isn't. There are a couple rules. Number one, we are only going to be able to pick point guards who are designated as a point guard in most fantasy basketball leagues. So if you are able to plug them in at the PG spot, that counts as our people. Rule number two. LeBron James does not count because he could play yep. one through five. <laughs> we cannot choose <laughs> LeBron James. Okay. So he will not be chosen. Uh, I think that's all the rules that we have for the point guard dream draft. Am I forgetting anything there, RJ, before we dive in? No, that's it. Do you want to pull up a uh, coin flip simulator to see who goes first? Ooh, that's a good idea. Or I'll just flip a fucking coin. Oh, look at this guy. He's got the coins here. already. 
Let's do it. Oh, it's I'll not a coin. It. It's a dice. You're going to call even or odds. You're going to call even all or right. odds. All right. All right. Odds. It is three. There's no fucking way you can see it, but because it's his, I'm going to assume that I'm not. You're going to have to assume that I'm not lying. It is three. RJ has the number one pick in the 2021 Elevated Takes Point Guard Dream Draft. RJ, you are on the clock. Who do you choose? Well, it may not be a surprise because of the uh, Elevated Take I had not too long ago, but I'm going to take Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors. No, Overrated. no, he's killing it. He had 83 pointers in the last month. I, I, I don't really need to defend this. I'm not going to defend this. It's really not a hard decision. He's the best. I think he's the second fantasy basketball player out of all the parents right now. So like there's, he there's is no kind of currently here. ranked number three on Yahoo fantasy sports. Okay. So three, number three. Uh, I'm a, so I'm, get your, I'm get your fucking that. stats, right, bro. <laughs> yep. You're right. Okay. Okay. Who do you have for the second pick or your first pick? So my first pick solely because, I mean, he's, he's not my favorite point guard, but sure as shit, I need scoring and I need a guy who's going to be able to compete with Mr. Curry off the dribble. So I'm going to have to go, hey, man, number zero, Dame Lillard. Damn. Portland Trailblazers. Ooh. Numero dos. Choice for me. Because, dude, Dame time is just too fucking good, man. Like, when, when he wants was, to be, yeah. when he wants to be, Dame time is is just a, a killer, stone cold killer. And I, I, I'd take him on any team, to be honest with you. I, he's not a very good defensive threat. But at the end of the day, when playoffs come down to the brass tacks, I want number zero taking those shots, and I I, I love him so. That would have been my pick, but that was my uh, that's the guy who I had behind Steph, so that's great. So that leaves me with my second pick, and I'm going to take Luca. Shocker! I mean, he's my favorite player, so I mean, he's kind of your guy. He's kind of your guy. I'm just I'm just going to take him. So I I ain't got much to say except he's Luca. Hey man, I get it. All right, so number four choice. In the point guard dream draft, going to Shady Squad, I am going to throw a curveball at you, Mr. RJ, I believe. And I am going to choose the lockdown perimeter clutch-ass man himself, number 21, Drew Holiday, Milwaukee Bucks. And let me tell you, dude, Drew Holiday (laughs) was... Drew Holiday what? was one of those Drew Holiday was one of those guards for me. I'm a defensive guy, baby. I'm a defensive guy all okay. day. I want I want to be able to shut your asses down. I want Luca to be trapped on the top of the wing and just chucking up threes because that's exactly what he'd be doing against Drew Holiday, especially if my other point guards or my other guard on the team is Damian Lillard, who can't really play a lick of defense. So his his ability to steal, his ability to block, his ability to get rebounds. Uh, he he got close to a double double constantly throughout the year. Um, I I just think if if Giannis wasn't on that squad, Drew Holiday would have been a top ten player in scoring anyway. So I I take Drew Holiday, shoot number four. I'm not gonna hate on it. I'm not gonna hate on it because he was on my list. So yeah, he's great. That's just really high. But that that's great. So that leaves me with uh, Ben Simmons for my third pick. I'm also going to take a defensive guy. I'm not taking the best shooter. I have the best shooter already. So I'm taking a great defender who is probably the best cutter, if you want to say that, to the rim. Like, yeah, I'm taking Ben Simmons. Yeah, you just better pray he ain't got to shoot no jump shots for you, bro. Yeah, he shouldn't on my team. Not with all point guards, I suppose. But yeah, no, Ben yeah. Simmons. He, if you're, if we truly are building a team of all five point guards, Ben Simmons is definitely the the way to go because he's a tower. He can lock down the paint if it's just point guard v point guard. Um, and yeah, he's a fantastic passer. So I can't, I can't hate you there. I just think he's way too inconsistent for my team. He'll he'll drop he'll drop forty and ten, and then he'll randomly just have two points and like yep. six assists. Oh, so I definitely. can't. I, he, he 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 ain't got it up here. He ain't got it up here for me. 
And I've also seen I've also seen arguments this year that Matisse Thibel is the best fucking point guard on that team from a defensive perspective. Anyone who thinks that Matisse Thibel is a better defender than Ben Simmons, just stop watching basketball. Just like yeah, get that's away a ridiculous from the sport take. in general. That's not like, yes, that's not an elevated take. That's not an yes, elevated take. That's a yes, Thibel's great. Yes, Thibel's great. Did I pick him up to get some extra steals and did he drop five on one night during championship week? Yes. But did I win championship week? No. <laughs> Fuck you, Matisse. You screwed me. You screwed me. <laughs> okay, so I picked Ben Simmons. Where are you looking? All right. So, pick number five, 2021, point guard dream draft, elevated takes. Shady's squad is going to have to take. I mean, you left him on the board. How could I not? James Harden. Yep. Brooklyn yep, Nets. Get in here. Get over here, man. You can have Kyrie all you want. I don't want that. I don't want that jelly in my locker room. He's a little too cloudy. James is to the point in his career where he wants to win. That dude wants to win ball games, and he is going to help me beat your squad. So James Harden, come on over here. Take that jump back all you want. Manipulate today's rules all you want. Get the free throw line 40 times a game. Daddy wants it. So James Harden. Okay. You know, I... That's a great pick. I like James Harden. He's on my list. He made the list. Some people who you've talked about have not made my list. So uh, my next pick, the sixth pick overall, is going to be someone who is a little contested, but I really just want to pay him respects and like just put him in the spotlight. And this is Terry Rozier. He has been Ooh, amazing damn. this year. Damn. I love Terry. Although it is the seventh pick because RJ can't do math. So True. Facts. So, whatever pick it was, that's the one I just did. And so, Terry Rozier, if you haven't watched, I mean, the season's basically over, or their season's getting close to being over now, depending on the play-ins. But he's been great. He's been a great facilitator. He's been a great mentor, too, with Lamella Ball, who we've talked plenty about. Uh, he's fantastic. That's all I'm going to say. No, he, he absolutely is, and I, I have... I really have no complaints about that pick. Terry was on my list for sure. I was I was going to choose him if you didn't. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so no doubt about it. Uh, you, you chose him in the right spot because he was probably the next one off the board for me. I was, I was probably going to scoop his ass right up. Um, yeah, Terry, like I, I even brought it up earlier on the podcast, that was one of the worst trades that Danny Ainge has made probably mm -hmm. since I've seen his tenure here at the Boston Celtics. Like, he was just this little ball of potential that the Celtics didn't see. And, dude, I saw it. To be honest with you, even when he was at the Celtics, I knew that kid could ball. Um, so watching them let him go to Charlotte. But to be honest, man, Charlotte's become one of my squads. Like, I love Charlotte. Really fun to And watch. a lot of that. A lot of that is because of, in fact, uh, RJ actually wrote an article about that, how dope the Charlotte Hornets have become. So go over to the website, www.elevatedtakes.com, check out the opinions tab, and you can see how RJ tried to make the opinion that, hey man, MJ's built a winner over there in Charlotte, check her on out. Speaking of that, the next choice, pick number eight in the 2021 Point Guard Dream Draft, Shady's team selects. Lonzo Ball, rookie, come on over here, my man. I want you on my squad, addition to the shooters that I've seen, because he can lock it down, dude. He, he's got great hands on defense. He can make any pass. He's a much better th three shooter. Uh, he's a much, or I'm sorry, LaMelo Ball. I think I said Lonzo. Okay, I you did say Lonzo. I always, I I always fucked that shit that. up. I always fucked that shit up. Um, he's a much <sighs> better shooter than Lonzo Ball. Um, but yeah, LaMelo Ball. Get on over here. You're on my squad. <laughs> Eighth pick. Lamella Ball. Point guard dream draft. Lamello Ball. So that's really interesting. We uh two point guards for the same team. I was not expecting that. And they're a shitty team. Yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not a very good team either, but they're they got the guards down, bro. They they know they're how to pick guards, I guess. So I believe this is my last pick. You know, Matthew's not is my pick number suit. nine. Yes. So I'm I'm really stuck between three guys and I want to pick you know, I want to pick each one of them for a different reason. One has just been really good and kind of revitalized his career. One, I think he needs a little bit of a morale boost, and I guarantee you he's a listener. And the other guy has been balling out, and injuries kind of ruined his season. And I'm going to pick him because he easily would have been on this list. And that is Freddie Van Vliet. He was Ooh, absolutely good killing Good choice. Good choice. He was choice. absolutely killing it this year, and then he got hurt. There is not a team that would have passed on him. 
He was absolutely amazing. He had a fifty. Yeah. He had several fifty-point games. There was one week where I think he scored like one hundred and twenty points in that like fantasy basketball week. He was great. This guy, no doubt. No, I mean no, he's Freddie the Van future Fleet. of their team. Well, uh, I don't. I don't know if I would say he's the future just because I think his ceiling is so limited. I mean, he's Muggsy Bogues two point oh. You know, like he. I, I will say that I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for what he did in the playoffs uh, on that Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard run. The when Kawhi they, team. They, yeah. When they brought the first championship to Toronto, uh, Canada, period. He, he he was magical during that entire playoffs. When they needed a shot, he hit the shot. Everyone wants to talk about Kawhi hitting that big ass shot in the Eastern Conference Finals like, to send Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons home. Yes, it was one of the greatest buzzer beaters of all time. But Fred Van Fleet hit a lot of big time shots in that series, and mm-hmm. he did not get the credit he deserved. And the fact that he's been keeping it up. Also, remember, kids, uh, the dude like walked out, right? So he wasn't drafted. He was an undrafted free agent. And he got signed big bucks by uh, Mazaya Jury out there in Toronto um, because he he just worked his ass off, man. He he worked his ass off and he got there. And you cannot give enough credit to a guy like Fred Van Fleet. Fantastic choice for the ninth pick okay. of the 2021 right. point guard dream draft. <laughs> so I will finish it out here. We are on the last pick. Pick number 10. All point guards. The last guy, and I think this guy is going to make it so that Shady's team will defeat RJ's team for many years to come. Yes, I got I got Lamelo. He's a, he's a youngin, and he'll he'll be dishing in diamond for a long time and picking Steph Curry's pocket every single chance that RJ has to bring it down the court. But the last guy I'm going to choose here, I think, is a diamond in the rough. Uh, played fantastic this year, and he'll play fantastic for me. And that is. One of Greg Popovich's favorites, yeah. Dejounte Murray at the Spurs. I love this kid, man. If you ever, if you got the chance to watch him play at all this year, Dejounte Murray is a hell of a ball player, and I, I can't wait to see what he does with that team. I, the Spurs were a team that I could not stand because they basically ended any chance that the the Pistons had to be a successful team in the mid two thousands. Yes, they went to a million Eastern Conference Finals, but I want fucking chips, and the only one they got yes, was against the Lakers. And the Spurs were their bane, and so I hated the Spurs until I grew up and you realize what greatness looks like, especially greatness like that. Um, and now it's consistency and it's discipline, right? Yep. And and that's what you get. And when I look at DeJounte Murray, he reminds me a lot of those Spurs teams. He reminds me a lot of like the Manu Ginobili's, the Tony Parker's, the Tim Duncan's, like what it takes to be a champion. DeJounte Murray embodies and I want him in my locker room. So 10th pick, final pick, 2021 point guard dream draft, DeJounte Murray, San Antonio. I, lo- I love it. I mean, he was on the top of my, uh, I also made like an honorable mentions list that we can kind of yeah. run through at the end of this. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, he was on the top because I wasn't going to draft him unless, you know, certain things fell a certain way. But 100%, if you watch their games, you can tell, like, this is a dog. This guy can play. He is a great building block for them. It just really sucks that he's surrounded by nobody's slash has-beens. Horseshit. And that's just... That's just what it what it is. Dude, why... Isn't Rudy Gay still on that squad? Why is Rudy Gay still in the league? Why is Rudy Gay... Why is Patty Mills still still on that team when you got DeJounte Murray sitting... sitting DeMar DeRozan's still on that team, and, like, I mean, I haven't heard that name in a while, so that kind of tells you what he's been doing. He hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been anything to stand out. He hasn't been terrible, but, I mean, shit, he drove Lamar Aldridge into retirement. Like, shit. Lamar Aldridge, like, got bought out, signed with the Brooklyn... and, And, okay, that is completely wrong. He, he... LaMarcus Aldridge ended up having some problems health-wise, and that's why he ended up retiring after dropping out of the Spurs and then uh, signing with the Brooklyn Nets, trying to go on a championship run with them. Got into some health problems, figured his life was more important than a stupid sport, which he was right. LaMarcus Aldridge is a baller. I loved watching him at the Trailblazers back in the day. He's made his money. Also a UT alum. Absolute money. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he could, like... Aldridge literally got bought out because he lost his love for the game, and the leader of that team was DeRozan. So who can you put that on? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got to put that on him. I live in Texas. I live in Texas, so I've seen a couple of their games, and like Aldridge would just not rebound. Like he's just like that's just not for me anymore. I've done that. I've been there. I've seen things, people. That ain't me. It ain't never gonna be me again. So they bought him out. Like like you like you were saying, Shady. You know, he he lost his love for the game, and 
once the injury, the health part, I'm not going to call it injuries, once the health part got into it, he just said it wasn't for me. Uh, do you want to go through, like, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Oh, yeah. I still got some some guys on the list. Uh, first honorable mention that I will mention, uh, De'Aaron Fox. I love De'Aaron Fox. Ooh, I love what he's doing over the my Kings. List. I think... I think he's he's going to end up as a top. I can see him being like a uh, I can see him being a dame. Like I can see him ending up just destroying Jeez. the league in like five. To, I, I mean, it'll be a while. I'm saying like five that. to five to six years. You really don't. I mean, he's already based the pseudo leader of that team. It sure as shit ain't Buddy Heald. Like who who else on that squad is going to lead them? I think you just pretty much just hate the Kings because you're, you're not you're not a Kings fan. And no, Halliburton, not a Kings fan. Halliburton doesn't have the volume uh, scoring capability, so I think it's got to be Fox, and I I see a lot in him. I think he's a he could be a great player. I say save got? that because that's a pretty elevated take, and you might want to use that one later because I would love to do more research on that. Uh, some of my one guy who I wanted to bring up, like I said, there's an older guy, Chris Paul. He oh yes, he, dude. Like oh, I really wanted to pick year, him, baby. but I wanted to give this Freddie year. Van Vliet his due. But Chris Paul's had his due, so like I don't feel bad, you know, letting him slide. He's been absolutely great. He's taken the Suns. They're second in the in the West, right? I I didn't see that at the beginning this year. Did you? Insane, no. And and we were high on we were high on the Suns because we Booker. were like all oh, Booker, yeah. Devin Booker all day, baby. He's gonna be mm-hmm. a monster. No, it's Chris Paul. Chris Paul has just been a winner everywhere that he's gone. I want to see him get a chip so bad. And if that happens this year, I will be a huge fan of that man. He deserves yeah. a ring. He he deserves a ring. Chris Paul deserves a ring. I agree. Do you have any more honorable mentions? I just have one. Uh, one more. Oh, then yeah, I can yeah. definitely throw. I can definitely throw another one in there. Um, and that would. I mean, shit. No one talked about him, so how could we not? No one drafted him, so how could we not throw him in? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Like nobody actually in the top ten point guards. Nobody drafted Kyrie Irving. Like, yes, he's a lunatic, but the the dude can fucking ball. <laughs> like we we gotta oh, talk yeah. about him at least, right? So honorable mention Kyrie Irving for sure he's in my honorable mentions and basically it was the whole mental aspect of it not saying he has mental problems but he is a head case for the team you know there's reports in the season saying he's just not going to come play you know he had family issues which I'm not I don't know what that was but he was away for damn near a month then he was injured a lot just wasn't someone who I would want on my team this year so that's kind of what I was going off the last guy I have is just Trey Young I think the team in Atlanta was built very poorly this year and not giving him a great chance to succeed. So, but he still did great. He still did great. So I had to give him some respect. Like I I didn't draft him, but I'm just giving him his honorable mention. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I I don't know, dude. I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I think that the rest of the league from a player perspective is starting to feel the same way that I do about Mr. Trey Young. And he just he just ain't it, dude. Like, I, I, I'm i sorry. He's not on my honorable mentions because I just think he ain't it. He's a volume shooter who's insanely inefficient. His defense is arguably the worst defense I've ever seen. Like, there are some shit ass defensive players out there. And like, uh, remember, like Isaiah Thomas. Remember Isaiah Thomas when he was going on his run with the Celtics? That dude couldn't play defense as far as you can throw yeah. him. I mean, I'll be he's only like five, four or whatever. <laughs> he's much taller than that, but he looks that way. But dude, Trey Young and not only. Not, I'm about to throw some serious shade here. Not only does so. Trey Young have the the most broken, good jump shot I've ever seen, like his little like flicks jump Cheat shot. Code. Uh, dude, I just can't watch him play basketball because his hair. Like, holy fuck, I hate watching him run up and down the goddamn court. It's like he, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, glue it on or some shit. Like, oh, it's just, it's crazy. No, um, the Mavs are really. Way. The Mavs always beat the Hawks whenever I watched them because they would do the simplest game plan, which would trap Trey Young at the, as yep. soon as he passes half court and their whole offense just dissipates. Yep, I said that. Dissipates, but yeah, dis- exactly. dissipates. 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 Um, yeah, Correct. and as soon as John Collins went down, that entire team just shut the fuck down. Like yeah. Because you're right. As soon as they trapped him, the game, it's over. He's a. Ter- I don't think he's a very good. He's not a malleable offensive player, and in the NBA you have to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But well, either way, so just just to wrap it up, 2021 Dream Draft selections, just hitting you back at it. Not talking about now that we're through our uh, now that we're through our honorable mentions. Number mm-hmm. one selection, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. Number two selection, Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. 
Selection number three, Luka Doncic, Dallas Mavericks. Selection number four, Drew Holiday, Milwaukee Bucks. Selection number five, Ben Simmons, Philadelphia 76ers. Selection number six, a James Harden, Brooklyn Nets, get out of here. Best step back three shooter in the game. Was that like a fat joke? Was that his man titties? Is that weird? It's his beard. Oh, it's It's his beard. beard. I I literally thought, uh, for those of you who don't know, James Harden came into the season not wanting to play for Houston at all. And he was a little chunky. So I literally thought you were like, oh, yeah, James Harden. Uh, (laughs) That was my mistake. Selection number six going to RJ over there. Terry Rozier, Charlotte uh, Hornets. Scary Terry. Next. I like that one. That see that one is a good one. I couldn't misconstrue it. That was definitely scary, Terry. Selection number eight, Lamelo Ball, also Charlotte, or also Charlotte Hornets. Selection number nine, Fred Van Fleet, and wrapping it on up, San Antonio Spurs. Selection number ten, Dejounte Murray. I think that was a good was dream a good, draft, bro. Yeah, that, that was, that was say, a solid that was, dream draft. It went very well. I liked yeah. it. I did too. We we should definitely keep the dream drafts up. I I, I like that. It's, it's a good yeah. It's a good segment it's, for us. Something nice to have in the rotation, but uh, ladies. As long and as I don't fuck up the, as long as I don't fuck up the players, because you know, right? I did get called out. Hey, man, you, 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 you hey, the guy who called me out about about the Notre Dame middle linebacker OSU, you are one hundred percent right. He did not go to, he did not go to Penn State, <laughs> like I said. Dude goes to Notre Dame, so thank you for calling me out. Anybody else out there want to call me out of my bullshit? Because there's a lot of it. Feel free to do so in the comments. So. Yeah, you want to talk about how much we swear? Go ahead, right? Go go ahead and uh, talk about that in the comments. Oh, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Elevated Takes. Oh, I, yeah, I would like to talk to you about liking and subscribing on Facebook and YouTube. And if you do all that, it really helps us out. Click the bell on YouTube. Can't tell you how great it is waking up and seeing how many views we have. Like, I don't know if Shady over here does it, but like, it's a game I play with myself. Like, I wake up check my messages and then i check the youtube and see like what happened overnight and it's oh, yeah. always amazes me at what's going on so like no subscribe i love to youtube i love waking up on my facebook and seeing who's liked and subscribed to our facebook it's my yeah, favorite you RJ. never know you <laughs> it's never my know. favorite <laughs> no but he's right spot up. youtube is dope I, like it's insane how much you guys have actually come out and like the views that we're getting the likes that we're getting the comments that we're getting thank you guys so much can't tell you how much we appreciate it yeah and so our goal this episode is to get three shares, three shares from people. So hopefully we'll be able to get that. We, you know, we really try and get the uh, subscriber base up. So, but we appreciate all the help and all the love you all have given us. Check out the Twitter at Elevated Takes. Check out the website, ElevatedTakes.com. Shady, you got something for them? You know, no, just just as always, man, world's still sucking. You know, gas prices are skyrocketing. I can't <laughs> afford to finish my deck because plywood is just going through the roof. Can't afford wood. But other than that, if you if you know, if you're just if you just need somebody to talk to, if you're just, you know, you really want to get some anger out or anything at all, go to the website, go to contact us, hit us up. We love to talk about anything and anything, because like I always say, just because your take isn't elevated doesn't mean it's not important. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We'll talk to you on Friday. Deuces.